0: Welcome to Talk Music To Me, Episode 3. I am super excited to have joining me today, one of my best friends in the whole world, Kelly Flynn. Welcome. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. So, Kelly, we have... uh, well, A, we've been friends for a really long time. The better part of a decade. The better part of a decade. And B, we have a, attended a hashtag shit ton of shows <laughs> together.
1: <laughs> hashtag shit ton. <laughs> right? I want to write that down.
0: Yes. <laughs> write that down. So, <laughs> you know, Kelly and I have a probably, it's, it's actually probably one of the things that really brought us together and brought us closer as friends, is the fact that we have a super duper shared passion
1: for music and, and going to see live concerts together. A shared passion and a lot of patience. Shared patience is what I like to call that. True, true. <sighs> true, true. So tell me, Kelly, like just give me a little bit of, because I, I, how we met is, is kind of an interesting story. <laughs> Well, it was because I was bartending uh, at the time because I had just gotten divorced and um, was trying to make ends meet. So your ex-boyfriend at the time used to come in all the time. Very nice guy. actually never hit on girls or anything. was kind of a gentleman. And every once in a while, you would come in and I would think to myself, oh, thank God I have someone <laughs> to talk to who isn't a gross dude. And so you and I would chat at the end of the bar, you would drink the shitty wine because there was the one... The one. The one shitty wine to choose from. So crack that thing open. Thankfully, you always,
0: always open a brand new bottle for
1: me. There's no way you're going to get (laughs) David shit wine. Right.
0: I I always appreciated that about you. (laughs) It's
1: the little things,
0: you know. (laughs) It's the little things.
1: Yeah. So at any rate, um, I think I might have invited myself over a couple of times and uh, hung out with you and... We commiserated it over life's treasures, mm-hmm. and we went to a few shows, and that was that. It, and it was, and it's been. That was like the
0: budding of a wonderful
1: friendship. A lot of give and take, and was you've taught me a lot about how to ask for what you need, and I was really happy to help you like pack up and move one time, and <laughs> you know you helped me. Get a tooth fixed with your dentist and stupid stuff like that that just completely cemented. All the the
0: things that happen happen
1: in life
0: that you never really expect that, you know, your friends are going to need you or you need from them or whatever the circumstances. (laughs) But so I just want to say thank you for being such an amazing friend for all these years. I'm the lucky one. Yeah. This, I'm I'm just very grateful for our friendship. So I'm super excited to have you here today because you do have, um, I mean, not only do we have this shared passion for live music and just music in general, but your passion and your background is it's a lot different than mine. So I, I guess my first question to you would be, where did this passion for music? begin? Like what age were you Were you and how did it all start?
1: Well, I was born. So there's that. <laughs> well, true. Well, my parents, uh, sp- you know, specifically my dad and my uncle had a un- and very similarly shared passion and they have played music in my uncle's basement for ever since I was, could even remember. And so they would get together on the weekends and I would be there and they would play the blues. So I heard every blues song, every blues album. I've heard my uncle and my dad write really good blues songs. Those were air quotes if you couldn't see air it. quotes. And um well they're good now because they've been putting some stuff on Spotify recently, which is cool. I didn't even know that. Yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah. My and so my cousin So my, we need the link for that to share oh, in this podcast. Yes, you'll yeah. enjoy it very much. Yeah. And my cousin um I have a couple cousins who are also very musically talented, and um, what, what pertains to that Spotify is my cousin Brad, who is an amazing guitarist. And his dad actually kind of backed off because he was the lead guitarist, and my cousin got so good at it that he um, he ended up. Uh, my uncle just plays bass and just kind of helps create and curate, and it's beautiful. It's just they always let you sing. They're like, it's the bass blues basement. You know, you can't do anything wrong down here. So they've always let me sing, which I have a real passion for. Even though you know I'm okay at it, but it's
0: still fun. That is so. So she's being (laughs) extremely modest here. I have seen her karaoke, where she just completely shuts down a room.
1: Kelly, come on, you're you have an amazing voice. Well, thanks. So nothing's ever come of it, but it has been a lot of fun. So I just grew up thinking about music and why it's made and who does what part and how a shaker could make a whole hey, or a dog it could make a whole different sound. And so I've really been interested in the sounds and them. And then as I've been kind of going through these different shows, especially at the high dive and smaller venues like that, you, you really get to see people play with sound and, and and it's just a beautiful experience. Not every band I've ever seen's been great, that is for sure, but I've just been super inspired. By what I've seen. And, you know, had I been on a path to play music, I think that would have been something I would have pursued. But fortunately, I am an interior designer who just still has a passion for music. Which I think the two kind of go hand in hand because it's
0: all about the creativity. Very creative. Yeah. 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 A lot of tedious hours. (laughs) Right. Um so let's talk just briefly, and this actually wasn't something that I had prepared for this conversation, which is what I love about this this show and and how I'm I'm putting this all together is the fact that we're just having a conversation and we'll see where it goes. Um, so one of the I, I think shared loves of ours is going to see local bands in small, intimate venues where you really get. I mean, you have the option, or the opport- not the option, but the opportunity to, you know, meet the artists, have conversations with them, and sure. and we have done a lot of that between like the high dive and um,
1: the gothic, and you know, UMS. Even that small venue we went to off of Evans that um, was right after Sarah's graduation from high school. It starts with an A. Oh, my God. Well, we'll we'll figure this or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's new. Yeah. 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 So, I was um, exhausted. I didn't even know where I was going, but I always enjoy my time with you, so I knew it wouldn't be wasted. And I also knew that there might be a seat. Well, the funny thing about that show was, not only did we enjoy that bear antler, which we go to see all the time, but after that, Face Man played. And I don't think I've ever had an opportunity to see Face Man without his his persona it was just him and his band so there's three guys and they blew my mind they were so good and i got to see them there were like 15 people there and they were good enough to be on a much bigger stage so right. i felt like super so privileged at the same time we were there as soon as they got on stage i got to talk to them and you know we became friends he actually gave me a ride right home that night but the i you know just purely platonic as was with his friend and he has a wife and a family and (laughs) I want to be really clear about that (laughs) I'm a nice person I swear and uh that venue turned into a a college scene and thousands and thousands of college drunk college kids just came and took over it blew my mind
0: (laughs) well and and that was
1: you know it was like okay our cue to leave because well, because I'm older, but, right? But the funny thing is about it is just like we weren't expecting anything from that, and all those wonderful things happened in one night. Not wonderful in every way, but it was just such a strange, like, journey. And mm-hmm. it was just one show, and it wasn't even one I was counting on. It was five bucks or ten bucks or yeah. something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it was so. Well, I know. I mean, it started with it's our friends' band, you know, Bear Antler, um, which hopefully they will be. a Future guest on Talk Music to Me podcast, uh, but I feel like we've had that opportunity in and, and so many different
1: places and you know times in our life. Every time we walk out the, the door, going to the high dive, ten dollars. You never know what you're going to get.
0: Well, and think about how many times have we run into, say, Nathaniel Rateliff or Snake Rattle Rattle Snake, or just you know, the local musicians that hang out around town and, you know, we've been, lot, I, we've been in the local, I been I, right. I, I in air week. quotes, like the local music, the mm-hmm. local Denver music scene for a long time. And it, it's such a close-knit community, I guess, that like it's super easy to have those
1: connections with people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when Lost Lake just opened, like now it it has this entire venue atmosphere and they have an incredible stage and their big Lost Lake is in the background. Well, before it used to be just kind of like someone's porch on the inside and it was brown and everything else in there was old from, from actually 1970. And, you know, I got to see Nathaniel play Leonard Cohen songs there. You know, thanks to a friend of mine at the time. And it's just funny how those little moments and then going back there recently with my brother to see this cool new band called Wand. Okay. Which I don't know if you if you ever listen to it on the on Spotify, it's just it's just not the same as being there. And that's the thing about live music. You go to a live music situation, whether you think you're gonna like the band or not, whether it's hip hop rap or heavy metal or or it doesn't matter, the genre. Or blues. It doesn't matter. The genre doesn't matter because you, you watch someone play live, you get to see their heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Or you get to see them perform badly. Either way, you're still inspired one way or another. And then you hear it on the radio you go, wow, I would never have gone to that show having heard that from that from the right. radio. Wand is a good example of that.
0: They're Which terrific it, that out. that honestly is like one of my favorite parts about live music is that you can hear something on the radio, on Spotify, on whatever it is you're listening to, you go to see them live, that that experience can be good, great, or whatever. Right. Right? It, I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. The only thing
1: that I know that I'm going to get is I'm going to have my state of mind. My state right. of mind is always going to be open book. I can't wait. I don't even care what it is. I can't wait. I want to see your pedals. I want to see how your drummer plays. I want to see what's going on with your, you know, your guitarist. Is there one guitarist, two guitarists? Are you guys harmonizing with your vocals? I, all that stuff is what I do when I'm there. And I'm lucky in the sense that I'm six feet tall, so I can <laughs> see shit. And of course, you and I struggle because you're five. One, two, depending on the (laughs) shoes. So the two of us together (laughs) is an awkward mix because it's hard to stand in the back for you. And it's hard for me to stand in the front because I piss people off. And I don't mind standing back a little bit, a little bit, unless I get there first. And then I'm sorry. I'm not that sorry. I mean, I deal with it at every show that I'm standing behind.
0: Me. (laughs) Well, pretty much I feel like it doesn't matter. I'm always standing behind the tallest person in the room. So... (laughs) Yeah. Well, it like is what it, it in is in front of me and I can still see. I know. And good. you can like lift me up or something. <laughs> so let's, I, I have some questions that I think would be fun. So let's go through a couple of them and okay. just see where it takes us. All right. Okay. So my first question is what was the first concert that you ever attended? All right. This is terrible. But I, I- love this question because it always <laughs> is like the
1: answer is always. Oh, the worst. I saw Jimmy Buffett. At, that's not horrible. That's not great. At, um, what's the Greenwood Village? Oh, what's it called now? I don't oh, know. Oh, it's, um, no, it's, we were just there watching our worst show ever. <laughs> right? Uh, what's it called? drawing <laughs> <laughs> like such a Fiddler's Green. <laughs> I was living in Fort Collins, so I was probably like 15, 16, was oh, 16. And my, my best friend at the time, her name's Tammy, and her last name was Rogney at the time, Tammy Rogney. She's a really cool gal. Still talk to her today. She and I, just, she's like, oh, they're only like $12. So we went, drove down oh my to God, Denver. can you imagine tickets for $12? Oh, and that was a full price ticket. Right. So we drove down there to Fiddler's Green in her little tersel. And so we, we watched it and, you know, it was fine. We were just a bunch of kids with a bunch of old fogies smoking weed. And we're like... Wishing we had something to make us feel more like a part of the crowd, but we didn't for some reason. And at any rate, we were driving back. We still had a great time. Maybe because you were 15. Yeah. Well, I didn't, that doesn't <laughs> mean much. <laughs> and we were, <laughs> I think were 16. I know. I smoked weed at 16. I don't know why we didn't have any then. <laughs> and so we were having such a good time. We were driving back. Well, she is probably one of the nicest people I know. And she would never say anything derogatory. In fact, she's just very like down to earth. Really... Salt of the earth person. We had the windows rolled down. It was summer. And she yelled at this car because it was like a low type car and it was bouncing and everything. She goes, hey, I like your low rider. <laughs> and well, he was clearly offended, hawks this giant luggie through the window and it lands on my thigh. No. Nasty. Disgusting, and she was she was more horrified. I was horrified at the loogie on my thigh. Yeah, she was so horrified about what she had said. She goes, "I can't believe I just said that." I hope she never hears this. It was <laughs> she was so <laughs> horrified at her own behavior. And I was, I was like, you know what? Get over it and find a napkin. Yeah, <laughs> like immediately,
0: like as soon as possible. <laughs> oh my god, I probably would have gagged or thrown out It wasn't up great. Had that happen. It wasn't great,
1: but. We deserved it. I, she oh, deserved funny. it, but it's okay. I, I was able to take one for the team. Wow, I'm <laughs> impressed by that. That's
0: a that's a great uh, that's a great first concert. That's my first. Concert. It's a great time. horrible first concert memory. Yeah, yeah, well,
1: yeah. It, you know, and Jimmy Buffett. You know, he's playing the same songs for ever. I I'm actually going to see
0: Jimmy Buffett this summer. Oh, <laughs> You are. Uh, I have tickets for Jimmy Buffett with the Eagles at. Coors Field, yeah,
1: well, which you're I've going never to see
0: the Eagles. Yeah, but I've never seen a show at Coors Field. Have you? Coors Field.
1: Um, I did not know they had performances there. I, I feel there. like
0: it's just recently they started doing it, so well, it'll be interesting. They're be, have to if the Broncos are
1: going to keep playing the way they do, right? So, um, I
0: feel like I I may know the answer to this question just because I I have a feeling that I was with you for this but so my next question is what is the farthest you have traveled for a show
1: well you're right because we both attended ACL a few years back which was pretty phenomenal and the standout we worked pretty hard to see the bands we wanted to see like we would stay for three bands before and not leave and yeah we did we did a good job yeah (laughs) Jack yeah. White, yeah, Jack White was probably our highlight because we got yeah. to see it so well, and it was a really phenomenal show. In fact, that performance was recorded and played on PBS shortly thereafter. I don't think I even knew that. Yeah, and it, it the cool thing about it is when I saw it again, it was like I was there again. Because that is how right, well it just brought back. We could see it, uh, yeah, and how yeah. much how involved we were with it, and um, and what a good job they did for recording it. Actually, um, it was cool performance. It was different. It was um, one of his. It was a real showmanship kind of situation. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah, and I feel. I mean, I've seen Jack White and the White Stripes a, I mean, a number of times. Yeah, me I me too. Every single time I have seen him i am I'm probably more impressed than I was the time before like i just i feel like he continues to to grow and become a better artist and performer
1: well where I fell in love with him because i always i just i wasn't sure kind of what his genre was it was such a new kind of music really when you think about it, but when I got to see there's a um a, uh, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> now I want to do this again. But it was it was a really great um, movie, basically, called... Uh, I mean, I'll mean, i come back to this. Hold on. Okay. Think about it. That's okay. It's a documentary. On Jack White. No, not on Jack White. <clears throat> it's, uh, it was The History of the Guitar. Oh. Sorry, this is worth it. I, pr- okay. I swear. So The History of the Guitar. So I think I'm watching this documentary about a history of guitar well it wasn't the history of a guitar it was the history of guitar players and it had three different types of genres and age groups so it was led zeppelin jimmy page and then it, it was the edge from u2 and it was jack white i feel like i've seen this it was so good okay and i, and it, I was it netflix i'm pretty sure you can see that okay yeah and the coolest thing is, I've always been a big Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin fan. I mean, they're oh, the okay. original. Not be. Yeah, they're original. Not everybody likes them, actually, but I, I think they something's wrong with them. They're well, they're they were so rooted in, in they were so far advanced in, in their musical styling for the time, and that's when the Beatles were out, and that was just not what people wanted to hear. Well, it was basically the heavy metal of their day, like, like death metal, if you will. Right. And um so it was intense. And so, um, as we grew into that type of music and it had a big blues background too. And then of course the Edge and U two, they're like this new kind of pop, and they weren't even musicians. They started off not even really knowing how to use their instruments at all. So they used technology and Edge specifically, and I forget his real name, but they use technology to enhance their abilities. And he was really instrumental in making all these great sounds in, in music. I'm not saying I'm a big U2 fan today, but back in the day, you know it. I mean, they were, they were really something else. And so then getting to see Jack White in that same kind of light and watching his, in his, watching him tell his own story and how he got to where he is today and talk about innovative Right, you know, those were all three extremely innovative. Whether you like them or not, very innovative musicians and humans—just really cool humans that walk this earth. So I was I really inspired by that. So after I saw that documentary, I kind of, I kind of geek out for, for Jack White a little extra.
0: Right. Well, I think that's easy to do. I mean, at least in my opinion, um, I. I will tell you this. So his album, in fact, I'm like, now that I'm
1: thinking about this. She's digging for an album. I'm
0: digging for an album. It's
1: worth it, I swear. Um, You're going to love to watch this.
0: You're going to love to watch this. <laughs> so this album, and I'll, I'll post a oh, link, but it's um, his Lazaretto album. One of the most amazing if you if you like vinyl, one of the most amazing albums, and I I'm honestly I'm probably gonna screw this up because I haven't looked at this album in a while. But one of the great things about this album <clears throat> is that A, it's got like a hologram in the center of one of the sides, and I, I can't see it in this lighting. But the other thing is, is that one of these sides plays from the inside out, which is super uncommon, and then the other one has like That's it true. plays in the it plays in the in the center, and so it's this, just like it. And this was Jack White's creation, and he I, I believe he has his own uh, record label that he he created this with and right here. yeah, it's side one side one. So it, I mean it, it when I got this album, I was so geeked out <laughs> over all the, just the features of it because it's not like, it's not like a normal record. It's such well, a
1: cool record. I don't know if you ever listened to, um, Colorado public yeah. radio. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. I listen to it constantly. Um, so one of their featured segments is and I again I geek out over this stuff don't we all I <laughs> mean <laughs> it's um, uh, they have this they have this whole entire segment based on um, collectible records mm-hmm. and things that aren't a typical like eight whatever so This is one of those types of records that you know, where they play backwards or have some sort of interesting feature or rare, or they've been they were discontinued or they were taken off the market to have it relabeled or something was wrong with it. Those are the kinds of albums that that they play on there, and I don't even know how he is able to find so many. And it's still pretty cool because not only is he finding this weird medium, but it's good music. So, he can entertain with the music as well as the interesting aspects of the So,
0: okay. Finals. This, we're now we're going, I feel like we're going down a different path, which I had a feeling this would happen. I prepared a whole bunch of questions for Kelly, but I knew, I mean, this like I said, in the beginning, this is one of my best friends. We talk music all the time. So, I had a feeling that we would start off on one path and end up... We're just geeking out with the radio. Somewhere completely different. Instead of...
1: Yeah, out the radio.
0: <laughs> so my question is about that. He's playing actual records, not tracks. Not I mean, like you don't get that on radio. When I mean,
1: you don't get that on radio. They're, he's playing records. I believe so. I'd actually have to verify that, but um, they're 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 basically these kind of lost pieces of artwork he has, they have he has it's, to be it's just so it's one of my favorite segments okay
0: and we're gonna we're gonna dig into that and in the show notes you're gonna we'll, we'll dispel whatever myths or questions we have here because we're gonna we're gonna find out what the deal is because now i need to know
1: yeah, well, no, it's. I feel like it should be on their website. It's I'm, thin. I'm, I'm sure it is. So we yeah. were, we're gonna, we're gonna look into that. Oh, and another thing about Colorado Public Radio: if you have an Alexa, is this is this a you can listen this to it on Alexa. Is
0: this sponsored by Colorado Public Radio? It's no, not, but just,
1: it should be. I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Let's reach out oh, to Colorado on. Public Let's Radio. Let's pretend this is Saturday Night <laughs> Live skin. So, there is a public radio station that you should probably hear, and you can listen to this. You can listen to it on Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, can you do the set of play
0: <laughs> Colorado Public Radio? We
1: oh, have to call it something.
0: Oh, she's gonna play play classical from iHeartRadio. Oh. Not what we asked for. Oh, there's some merit to classical radio. Well, Alexa doesn't really listen that well. She's much like Siri. Sorry. Much like Siri, she's still talking, guys. Anyway. Anyway. She a question? Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, um, I feel like this next question is um, really near and dear to both of our hearts. And it would be, Kelly Flynn, tell me what your biggest pet peeve is at any given show.
1: Well, Erin, it's funny that you should ask that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So... I don't love it when people that are next to me sing along. Also if they have to have super long conversations about their children or whatever. What happened at work that day? I mean, perhaps you could wait to the end of a beautiful performance and I'm not saying I don't talk at shows here and there and I've been guilty, guilty as charged. But you know there is a quiet um, a limit. It's like talking at a movie for me. It's it's you know.
0: It's throwing like, you in can your face say me. you can say like, oh my god, I love this song. Oh my god, so do I. That, like this is my favorite song. Like, but you can't have a full on conversation
1: about your dog's diabetes, right? I've heard that. I heard a whole long story about that instead of my show. And also, please don't sing so along. Fresh. Please don't sing along. It's so not a karaoke.
0: No, I I I feel like I can in, mouth it, mouth in, it in all my, day long. In my, this is this is my opinion because I sing. Dep- it depends on the show and the, for example, Kings of Leon. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably sing along. That's okay because they suck. Well, I, I know
1: oh. you're not a fan.
0: I know you're not a fan. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, like for me, it depends on the artist and and the like the sound of the music. You know, if you're not hearing me sing, I mean, it's I don't need to sing at the top of my lungs, but I I mean I like to sing along.
1: Okay, all right. Well, you asked me how, about my pet peeve. I know, but how many shows you've never complained to me about? No, I don't think it's so. Okay, here's a good example. I went to see Hosier, Hosier, how you say it? Yeah. And I I really like that band. I know they're probably played out or people think whatever about them, but we were at Red Rocks and I was really looking forward to it. And they really put on a great performance, but this woman next to me, it wasn't me who was not you saying, I don't think it was with you at that show, but she said I went to, I went at to that show with top you top of her lungs. No, we've seen him a couple times. Okay. He's the top of her lungs. And I even yeah. asked her, I said, can you just, Just a little less volume, and now of course I'm that rude lady who had to say that. But oh, I'm I'm constantly that rude lady. Oh, one of my favorite shows at Red Rocks with you, even though we've had many many better ones technically. We went to go see Bon Iver or Bon Iver, however you're supposed to say that. Bon Iver, I think is the I think. And um, so I thought it was going to be kind of a snooze fest, which we've been to snooze fest. Oh, (laughs) but anyway. It ended up being kind of like a fun date night, if you will. We even brought charcuterie. How special was that? It uh, was. But um, so that was unintentional. But the the fun part about it was they rocked out, right? I I, I was with you on the. Uh, I mean, I how is how is this
0: show gonna go? Like, like when I'm in the
1: bathtub or whatever. Yeah, but
0: but it was it was such a fantastic show and. It, Again, it that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is like you never know what you're going to get live when you go to a show. It, it, for example, I, it was kind of under our breath, <coughs> horse feathers, <laughs> um, but horse feathers was a sleeper show where, literally, and I say this, you can say totally I, literally. I do mean literally, we were I, I was falling asleep standing up, and I really like that band. But it was it was one of the most boring shows I've ever been to. Yet I expected that from Bonnie Ve, and it turned out to be complete opposite. It was an
1: amazing show. Okay, so back to Horse Fathers. There were <laughs> five members of the band on stage. As soon as they started their set, there were five people playing banjo. <laughs> five. <sighs> there should never be five. No. Your drummer. No. Should never have a banjo, ever. True. Unless he's hitting the drums with it, I don't <laughs> want to see it. Okay, this that's, is, this is true. So I'm going to get off my horse feathers, drop. But they they are a good band. I do like them on the radio, on the on their albums, but not so much on the live at that show. So
0: we've we've already kind of touched on this. I feel like, but like going back to your childhood and growing up. In a musically inclined family, what what are your fondest memories? Is it just being there with your family, everybody you know surrounded together, playing music? what What's the what's the best part of that?
1: Well, I'll do three mind? really quick ones. Okay. One being um, spending time with my dad has always been really special to me. But my dad actually sounds like Howlin' Wolf. So that's something to look up and just like, listen to that voice. It is my white ass dad who sounds just like this soulful black man. Um, I think the second one is that my uncle has just shown me, even though he seems to have a kind of a gruff exterior, he is such a teacher and he's so willing to take someone under his wing And teach him everything he knows. And it gets him really excited. I've never seen him more excited than when he gets to teach somebody something. That's awesome. And the third one is my daughter, Kate, who is... I'm not sure if she's musically inclined or not. Sarah is. She's amazing. She's just pure talent. Um, So she's done some things down there. But she's a little shy. Well, Kate, she'll get on the drums and she'll hold a beat. And she'll do it with such intensity to the point where she will do it as long as she can as well as she can, even though she doesn't know what she's doing. And then she even had the time when just because she had a microphone, she did a comedy routine on her own. I can see that. And it blew my mind because it was good. It was like little kids aren't funny. She was awesome. And she like, she went, she had this story. I sing like too much. She goes back to the beginning of the story and makes another joke at the end of her little skit. And she is, she was nine or 10 and blue, I couldn't believe it. Well,
0: I, I can believe it because a, I know you, and <laughs> Kelly is quite honestly like the comedian of our group of friends, and Kate is your honey badger. Basically, she's My baby the honey badger. baby honey badger. Yeah. So she's so much like you, she and gets,
1: she gets so few fucks. It's not even and funny. And she's. She's funny and she's so smart. Yeah, so anyway, those are my those are my takeaways. So that is what's cool about when you share a talent that you have, especially music. It's like something you can give that is boundless in return. I
0: agree. Okay, so moving on. This is this is one of my favorite questions, but <clears throat> if you could only listen to one record, And I'm going to give you this one record and or musician band to listen to for the rest of your life.
1: Who would it be? Okay. That's a good question. I would be really sad to have my rest of my life ruined because I loved a band too much. It's kind of like eating nothing but jam for the rest of your life. Right. (laughs) You know, bread and jam for Francis. (laughs) But I think... um, to be honest with you, the band I've seen the most, which answers another one of your questions, I think, um, and the band I think I could listen to without getting sick of it and being annoyed by it, is probably the Shins. Okay. They give me the feels, and I'm not sure anyone else would agree with that, but they they just have this ethereal nature, but they they but they can rock it out. It has a nice balance of calm, cool, and badass.
0: Okay, so I love that answer. I have an additional question because of that. So would you be okay with just the shins, or would you want to include Broken Bells into
1: that? Why wouldn't I include Broken Bells? Right. Another one of my best shows. 2007 was, no, 2007, 2011 was a good year for shows. I got to see some. Footage. I feel like every
0: year is a good year for shows. I know I got to see. But I don't those. know. I mean, I've been to forty-five shows this as of year. today, oh. December twelfth, twenty seventeen. <laughs> I'm in forty-five shows, and I think I... no, forty-six. I I think I get to count Sunday as a show, although it was the weirdest show I've ever been to. So that being said, tell
1: me about the weirdest like show you've ever been to. I am going to. I'm going to turn this around on you because I kind of want to hear about this. I heard that Bill Murray and Friends? Yeah. What was that? Weirdest, weirdest show I've ever been to. I think that's going to exceed any
0: answer. I I honestly, I don't even really know how to explain it. Besides, it was Bill Murray on stage with a cellist, violinist, and pianist. And it was him reading from like passages from people like Ernest Hemingway and Mark Twain but it also included him singing and um wow it it was did it feel inspiring uh, it just felt awkward honestly like I I truly I mean I've been to some weird shows like I actually, one of, like, a show that I never would have expected to have turned out the way that it did was I saw Neil Young years ago, same theater, it was at Belco, and here in Belco Theater here in Denver, and I never would have expected to go see Neil Young and fall asleep in my seat, and I did, and I do too, and I I love Neil Young. It was in this weird time of his that he was, it was... It wasn't Harvest Moon. I'm going to guess... No, it was not Harvest Moon. (laughs) I'm going to guess this was at least 10 years ago. I won tickets from KBCO, and I went with a friend of mine, and we're both sitting there in our seats, falling asleep. It was... It, honestly, it was sad for me because I expected so much more from a Neil Young show. Is it kind
1: of like my Bob Dylan experience this Yeah, summer? well, I've had
0: that same Bob Dylan experience, too. Ooh. So I, I, guess, I guess that just goes to show, like, there's the good and the bad of every show. And, you know, we've experienced some <laughs> amazing shows together. And we've experienced some not quite so amazing shows. Uh, in fact, we were at one of those this summer <laughs> that, you know, we were
1: grateful that we had... Free VIP seats. However, I still spent, somehow, about $60 on wine.
0: Right. I mean, (laughs) I still had to pay for wine and drinks, so unfortunately that was not included. (laughs) Oh, we had a great time. It didn't matter. But we had fun, and yeah. Okay. So I feel like we've actually covered the rest of my questions, which were the one record or band, uh,
1: worst show. How about my most recent show? Okay. It's oh, no yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we talked about that the other day. Tell me about it. Oh, with my other friend, Erin. I I can't believe she has another friend named Erin. <laughs> I do. <laughs> She's super sweet. Um, we went to see Grizzly Bear. Which, which I like. Yeah. comes on Spotify. I'm kind of like, oh, you're probably going to like this. Yep. Well, they were right. Well, they play these two or three songs that are good. And they played them at the show and they were in fact good. But what they didn't show was all the rest of their songs. Oh, it was fantastic. They are true, true musicians through and through. Um, beautiful show too. They had a beautiful stage I enjoyed their setup. They had this beautiful kind of ethereal background with linens and it was just really cool. But, um, yeah, so I just had to make mention of that. So
0: that, that's actually one of my, like, since we've been on this live, you know, like what happens when you actually go to a live show, that's one of my favorite parts about a live show is when I go to a live show, I truly don't want, I mean, I, I do want to hear the songs that you hear on the radio every day. But I don't want to hear it like it sounds
1: on the radio. Well, I know that you feel me on this. I'm not. I'm not even there just to hear that. Of course, it's nice to feel that familiarity. Uh, to but what you want more. You want place. different. You want. But to see what their capabilities are, and that's what you see at a live show. Yep. you get to see the things, and you know they do play their next album. People get upset about that,
0: or they I love it. Their sounds, I like
1: Mumford and Sons did, and. I thought Mumford and Sons think, was I, brilliant. With their, I could do
0: a whole show on Mumford and Sons and how much I freaking love how much when they, they changed and they mm-hmm. went to Wilder Mind. Like Wilder Mind is one of my very favorite Mumford albums. But I'm and and I love I love Mumford. From if the they very did another beginning.
1: album with that extreme undertone of of banjo, I think they would have done them a, themselves a disservice because they were too talented to kind of play that role again. They were perfectly timed for that. Genre of music. Their songs were extremely powerful. It's it's and they're lyrically them. very touching. And I think everyone can relate to the lyrics and to the emotions and everything you felt on that album. But when they moved to the the new album, what was it Wilder Mind, Wilder Mind, that had an incredibly different sound, but that passion behind it was still there. And for anyone that can't see that, is just a shame because. If you know music at all, that is called growth, and it's beautiful to see, and that's what keeps me going to see the same band over and over again. If they were the same, why would I need to see them twice? And and Mumford
0: is one of those bands for me that I go see over and over. In fact, when I was in Europe a few months ago, I specifically made a trip to Berlin to see (laughs) Mumford because I hadn't seen Mumford this year, and they were playing Lollapalooza, Granted, it was probably not the best option. I, I, if I had it to do over again, I would have, I still would have gone to Berlin because I love Berlin, but Lollapalooza, mm, not so much, uh, over Lala, uh, but I still, I mean, at least I got to see Mumford and hear,
1: I think this might be a good question for you even though this you is are your show. You were not supposed to.
0: I, how how is this happening? She keeps turning this
1: around on me. I know, but it's because <laughs> you have you have you have, a, um, you have a lot to offer. But what about what are your thoughts on the music festival? Like we've had local ones, we've had mm-hmm. national ones, we've mm-hmm. had you know, full worldwide ones. So for instance, the a good local one's the underground music showcase another yeah. plug um, if anyone's listening you know, and that's a great festival for Denver and then Westward and there's many others that. Right. And we had Velorama
0: this year Mm -hmm. here in Denver. Uh, it was, as far as I know, it was Velorama's first year here in Denver. I, so I, I mean, I've been to a fair amount of festivals. Um, I feel like there are some that are done very well and some that are done fairly poorly. Um, UMS is one that I think is very well run. I think part of that is the fact that it's spread out amongst bars and different locations on South Broadway and Denver. Uh, Velorama, I felt like maybe because it was their first year here, they just didn't have the logistics down. Um, ACL, I feel like is, is a well run, festival
1: but does feel a little sterile though don't you
0: think it it does but i think i mean acl has been around for a long time you know they I, i feel like they've got it down to a science at least in my opinion you're not standing in line for put it this way when i was at Lollapalooza in berlin we stood in line for over 30 minutes and maybe moved two feet for a um I think it was maybe like a slice of pizza. We were just standing in line for food of some sort. And they sold us prior to the event to pre-purchase and get like this scannable
1: um, on your
0: wristband so you could just scan. And the, the reason that they said to do this was, so it was basically a cashless society so you would go and scan, and it was supposed to speed everything up. In my opinion, it didn't speed anything up. In fact, it made it slower. Well,
1: ACL had some pretty significant lines.
0: They did, wow. but I i mean, we did not wait in line near as long. I mean, I waited. I never even made it to get the food. We ended up leaving the line. We waited in line for over 30 minutes and didn't move more than probably two feet. Oh, wow. And yeah. and the bathrooms were just as bad. Um, it just... it. For the amount of people, the the uh, transportation in and out because it was outside of Berlin, probably twenty or thirty minutes via train. The transportation in and out was not thought out. They didn't. They just didn't account for the amount of people. Uh, they probably had. I'm gonna say a minimum of eighty thousand people uh, at that venue the day that we were there cuz i i'm pretty sure it was oh it was somewhere around 160 to 200,000 for the weekend wow and so pretty sure it was at least 80,000 if not more could have been up to 100,000 that day and to try and get 100,000 people in and out of a, a place via train and not designate specific trains that are only, you know, there to pick people up it just
1: In my opinion, it wasn't as well planned. And I've been... Well, back to the original question, though. Like, do you think that these festivals need to be modified? Do you think that perhaps we are taking away from our live music experience because of it? Or do you think that perhaps, like, we just have another... We just need to keep doing it and see what happens next. I
0: believe that there is a a place for festivals... I just don't know if it's where I'm at. Like, I don't, maybe I've
1: moved past that and festivals aren't for me That's anymore. That's a good point. Perhaps we're just getting to an age at this point. Like, it. it, it there's so much effort to go to see a show. I think that there is an investment emotionally to see a show. You have to wait in line. You have to stand. You have to wait for drinks. You have to be able to deal with people. Well, A, you have way. to be able
0: to get a ticket in the first place because well, with that. scalpers and... Oh, the scalpers. Yeah.
1: This, or the, just the... Yeah. The just, I mean, just tickets. the the
0: process uh,
1: of we it. We could do a whole show on that for Yeah. Sure it's really disheartening mm-hmm. but um that's probably not the right word but I, I think that no it is the right word it is i think that what's what the the hardest part is you know when you're i mean i'm 42 i'm love being my age i i find it to be a great time in the sense that i can afford to go see shows i, I love the i have the patience for it i have the time for it um but by the same token i don't have that same oh I'll do anything. Oh, well, I've never tried anything yet. Right. I tried all that stuff. I know what it's going to be like. And so you have to be really patient with the process. So a festival, you know, going to see a show at the High Dive is no big deal. Going to see a show at the Hagen is No so Deal. Like going to see the show at a Pepsi Center, I find annoying um, at my age. I don't always like the, right. the people that are – I don't always like the, the, the artists that are there. They're usually too big for me. But by the same token, it's like – I don't have the patience or interest in the, the the process. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not, you know, in it for the whole experience of trying something I haven't done before. So I, I don't I don't know if the festival's for me anymore. It's a really arduous process. The festival is a commitment. It's a commitment. It is a commitment. Are you getting married to your music?
0: <laughs> I went, I went to a festival this summer and this was, I mean, it's a smaller festival in Lyons, Colorado. It's the folks festival.
1: Yeah.
0: And we, we went, we bought like, uh, I think we just bought two day, the Saturday, Sunday because we had a wedding on Friday up there. And, um, we went in the afternoon on Saturday and I mean, there's not a lot of shade. It's hot. It's summer. It's. When you're pasty and
1: white like me, you burn. Yeah,
0: I mean... You go home looking like a lapster. It's a lot. And, like, you, if you can't find a seat that's... It just... It's a... The festival is a commitment. And unless you're... High and 20. Right? <laughs> or you're... You know, you don't care about going until later in the evening, which, you know, a lot of times that's that's when the shows that I want to see are happening. But you just never really know. Um, I do want to go back to the whole Pepsi Center thing because I kind of have that, like, uh, I'm not a fan of the Pepsi Center, though I have seen some amazing shows there.
1: In fact... Well, this summer was pretty good. Getting to see...
0: Oh, for my, well, for we... my birthday.
1: Yeah. R.K. Fire. It was pretty great. Yeah. I, so it didn't I, hurt that uh, my friend, Deanna, yeah, got us into a box and... True. ...had all of my friends there, and we got to have a great time and, you know, do ballet and stuff. You don't get to do that normally, but... No. You normally don't. I mean, we <laughs> danced our asses off for that
0: show. Um, but I, I prefer a smaller, intimate venue. That being said, because... I have I I pretty much mention this on every show, so I have to I I just have to touch base on this briefly. But Fleetwood Mac, including Stevie Nicks, is supposed to go on tour in 2018, and I'm like fingers crossed, like all my fingers and toes are crossed that it doesn't happen at Pepsi Center, and they play like a few nights at Red Rocks. Instead of opting
1: for Pepsi Center. because hashtag shit ton of people, so you never know.
0: I know, know. I know, I know. I had to recant on that. I know that, hashtag shit ton. Um, So, I think we should probably close this up, but I would really like to know who are the people that you're listening to right now that, you know, that are either hot, new, or... I don't even care if there are people, you know, it could be someone like Tom Petty or Stevie Nicks or whoever. Just who are the people that you're, like, that you find on Spotify or whatever your source of music listening is?
1: <laughs> well, I went to see one of my favorite bands this summer, and they one of their opener opening bands was Spoon. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're not necessarily a new band, but... Um, I've been really listening a lot to them. Their recent album is pretty fantastic. Um, What? Hot Thoughts? Hot Thoughts? Yeah, I think so. And then um, on the bluesier side, I've been listening to Curtis Harding and Earl St. Clair. Okay. And Earl St. Clair is kind of cool because he has this other kind of a little bit more of a hip hop vibe, just a tiny touch of it, but it's still really an earthy blue sound. It's To me, really cool.
0: Okay. I will have to check out. My blues uncle, my blues
1: uncle Steve, could not stand it. So that tells you it's progressive. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, I love Big Grams. That's not that new either. And Starfucker, of course, and or whatever. And Oh Wonder, um, AMC Motorcycle, um, the Rebel Motorcycle. That's good. Um, Oh, Rebel Rebel Motorcycle Club. mm -hmm. Yeah. And oh, and uh, speaking of clubs, the Tokyo Police Club's pretty cool.
0: All um, right. I don't.
1: I've been listening to a lot of weird stuff, but um But
0: that's cool. So, we will um we'll put links to all of those that have been mentioned. Um so, is there do you have any closing thoughts or anything you want to share with the audience before we go? Uh
1: well, thank you for having me, Erin. Oh, it's you been fun here. to talk to you as always and I look forward to more shows in so, uh, 2018. If so, people
0: wanted to connect with you, what's the best way to connect with you?
1: Well, I am an interior designer, as you know. Yes. And I'm Kelly at kellyflynninteriors.com. So you can reach me at my email or um, my my website's still under construction. So we'll see when that comes out sometime in so 2018. we'll
0: update and share that when, when that's been updated and it's ready for the
1: world. And I'm pretty sure you have my info. So yep. if anyone was really interested in talking to me, they could get to me through you. So. Definitely.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure so, to be here. So thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to episode three of Talk Music to Me. May all your favorite bands stay together.